Judges chapter 6. The Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord handed them over to Midian seven years, and they oppressed Israel. Because of Midian, the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and Ketamites came and attacked them. They encamped against them and destroyed the produce of the land. Even as far as Gaza, they left nothing for Israel to eat, as well as no sheep, ox, or donkey. For the Midianites came with their cattle and their tents like a great swarm of locusts. They and their camels were without number, and they entered the land to lay waste to it. So Israel became poverty-stricken because of Midian, and the Israelites cried out to the Lord. When the Israelites cried out to him because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to them. He said to them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I brought you out of Egypt and out of the place of slavery. I rescued you from the power of Egypt and all the power of all who oppressed you. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites whose land you live in, but you did not obey me. The angel of the Lord came and he sat under <clears throat> the angel of the Lord came and he sat under the oak that was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizarite. His son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are all his wonders that are fathers told us about they said hasn't the lord brought us out of egypt but now the lord has abandoned us and handed us over to midian the lord turned to him and said go in the strength you have and deliver israel from the grasp of midian i am sending you he said to him Please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's family. But I will be with you, the Lord said to him. You will strike down Midian, down as if it were one man. Then he said to him, If I have found favor with you, give me a sign that you are speaking with me. 
please do not leave this place until I return to you. Let me bring my gift and set it before you. And he said, I will stay until you return. So Gideon went and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from a half bushel of flour. He placed the meat in a basket and the broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat with the unleavened bread, put it on this stone, and pour the broth on it. So he did that. The angel of the Lord extended the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread. Fire came up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. Then the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. When Gideon realized that he was the angel of the Lord, he said, Oh no, Lord God, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace to you. Don't be afraid, for you will not die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. It is still in Oprah of the Abizarites today. On that very night, the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull and a second bull, seven years old. Tear down the altar of Baal that belongs to your father and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Build a well-constructed altar to the Lord your God on top of this mound. Take the second bull and offer it as a burnt offering. With the wood of the Asherah pole you cut down. So Gideon took ten of his male servants and did as the Lord had told him. Because, But because he was too afraid of his father's family and the men of the city to do it in the daytime, he did it at night. When the men of the city got up in the morning, they found Baal's altar torn down, the Asherah pole beside it cut down, and the second bull offered on the altar that had been built. They said to each other, Who did this? After they made a thorough investigation, they said, Gideon, son of Joash, did it. Then the men of the city said to Joash, Bring out your son, he must die, because he tore down Baal's altar and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Would you plead Baal's case for him? Would you save him? Whoever pleads his case will be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him plead his own case because someone tore down his altar. That day he was called Jeroboam, since Joash said, Let Baal contend with him because he tore down his altar. All the Midianites, Amalekites, and Ketamites gathered together 
crossed over the Jordan and camped in the Jezreel Valley. The Spirit of the Lord enveloped Gideon, and he blew the ram's horn, and the Abyssalites rallied behind him. He sent messengers throughout all of Manasseh, who rallied behind him. He also sent messengers throughout Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, who also came to meet him. Then Gideon said to God, If you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you said, I will put a wool fleece here on the threshing floor, if dew is only on the fleece, and all the ground is dry. I will know that you will deliver Israel by my strength, as you said. And that is what happened when he got up early in the morning. He squeezed the fleece and wrung dew out of it, filling a bowl with water. Gideon then said to God, Don't be angry with me, but let me speak one more time. Please allow me to make one more test with the fleece. Let it remain dry and the dew be all over the ground that night. God did, as Gideon requested, only the fleece was dry and the dew was all over the ground. Acts chapter 10 Acts chapter 10 There was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. About three in the afternoon, he distinctly saw in a vision an angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius, looking intently at him, he became afraid and said, What is it, Lord? The angel told him, Your prayers and your acts of charity have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, he called two of his household slaves and a devout soldier who was one of those who attended him. After explaining everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were traveling and nearing the city, Peter went up to pray on the housetop about noon. Then he became hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were preparing something, he went into a visionary state. He saw heaven opened and an object that resembled a large sheet coming down, being lowered by its four corners to the earth. In it were all the four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth and the birds of the sky. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, 
kill and eat. No, Lord, Peter replied, for I have never eaten anything common and ritually unclean. Again, a second time, a voice came to him. What God has made clean, you must not call common. This happened three times, and then the object was taken up into heaven. While Peter was deeply perplexed about what the vision he had seen might mean, the men who had been sent by Cornelius, having asked directions to Simon's house, stood at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was also named Peter, was lodging there. While Peter was thinking about the vision, the Spirit told him, Three men are looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and accompany them with no doubts at all, because I have sent them. Peter went down to the men and said, Here I am, the one you're looking for. What is the reason you're here? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who has a good reputation with the whole Jewish nation has divinely directed by a holy angel to call you to his house and to hear a message from you. Peter then invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and set out with them and some of the brothers from Joppa went with him. The following day he entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter helped him up and said, Stand up, I myself am also a man. While talking with him, he went on in and found that many had come together there. Peter said to them, You know it's forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or visit a foreigner. But God has shown me that I must not call any person common or unclean. That's why I came without objection when I was sent for. So I ask, why did you send for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago at this hour, all at three in the afternoon, I was praying in my house. Just then, a man in a dazzling robe stood before me and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your acts of charity have been remembered in God's sight. Therefore, send someone to Joppa and invite Simon here who is also named Peter. He is lodging in Simon the Tanner's house by the sea. Therefore, I immediately sent for you, and you did the right thing in coming. So we are all present before God to hear everything you have been commanded by the Lord. Then Peter began to speak. Now I really understand that God doesn't show favoritism, 
But in every nation, the person who fears him and does righteousness is acceptable to him. He sent the message to the Israelites, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You know the events that took place throughout Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the tyranny of the devil because God was with him. We ourselves are witnesses of everything he did in both the Judean country and in Jerusalem, yet they killed him by hanging him on a tree. God raised up this man on the third day and permitted him to be seen, not by all the people, but by us. Witnesses appointed beforehand by God who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to solemnly testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the the Holy Spirit came down on all those who heard the message, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speaking in other languages and declaring the greatness of God. Then Peter responded, Can anyone withhold water and prevent these people from being baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay for a few days. Jeremiah chapter 19. Jeremiah chapter 19. This is what the Lord says. Go, buy a potter's clay jar. Take some of the elders of the people and some of the leading priests and go out to the valley of Hinnom, near the entrance of the potsherd gate. Proclaim there the words I speak to you. Say, hear the word of the Lord, kings of Judah and residents of Jerusalem, This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says. I am going to bring disaster on this place. 
that everyone who hears about it will shudder because they have abandoned me and made this a foreign place. They have burned incense in it to other gods that they, their fathers, and the kings of Judah have never known. They have filled this place with the blood of the innocent. They have built high places to Baal on which to burn their children in the fire as burnt offerings to Baal. To Baal. <clears throat> Something I have never commanded or mentioned. I never entertained the thought. Therefore, take note. The days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When this place will no longer be called Topeth in the valley of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter, I will spoil the plans of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. I will make them fall by the sword before their enemies, by the hand of those who want to take their life. I will provide their corpses as food for the birds of the sky and for the wild animals of the land. I will make this city desolate, an object of scorn. Everyone who passes by it will be horrified and scoff because of all its wounds. I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters. They will eat each other's flesh in the siege and distress that their enemies, those who want to take their life, inflict on them. Then you are to shatter the jar in the presence of the people traveling with you, and you are to proclaim to them. This is what the Lord of hosts says. I will shatter these people in this city like one shatters a potter's jar that can never again be mended. They will bury the dead in Topeth because there is no other place for burials. I will do this. I will do so to this place. I will do so to this place, this is the Lord's declaration, and to its residents, making the city like Topeth, the houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah will become impure, like that place, Topeth, all the houses on whose housetops they have burned incense to the whole heavenly host and poured out drink offerings to other gods. Jeremiah came back from Topeth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, stood in the courtyard of the Lord's temple, and proclaimed to all the people, This is what the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, I am about to bring disaster on this city and all its dependent villages, all the disaster that I spoke against, for they have become obstinate, not obeying my words. Mark chapter 
five. Then they came, then they came to the other side of the sea, to the region of the Jurassenes. As soon as he got out of the boat, a man with an unclean spirit came out of the tombs and met him. He lived in the tombs. No one was able to restrain him anymore, even with chains, but because he had been bound with shackles and chains, but had snapped off the chains and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him, and always, night and day, he was crying out among the tombs and in the mountains and cutting himself with stones. When he saw from a distance, he ran and knelt down before him, and he cried out with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God, I beg you before God, don't torment me. For he had told him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is your name? He asked him. My name is Legion, he answered him, because we are many. And he kept begging him not to send them out of the region. Now a large herd of pigs was there, feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him, Send us to the pigs so we may enter them. And he gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd of about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned there. The men who tended them ran off and reported it in the town and the countryside. And people went to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and the man, they came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed by the legion sitting there dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. The eyewitnesses described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the eyewitnesses described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs. Then they began to beg him to leave their region. And he was getting, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed kept begging him to be with him. But he would not let him. Instead, he told him, Go back home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and they were all amazed. When Jesus had crossed over again 
by boat to the other side. A large crowd gathered around him while he was by the sea. One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and kept begging him. My little daughter is at death's door. Come and lay your hands on her so she can get well and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd was following and pressing against him. A woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse, having heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his robe. For she said, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be made well. Instantly, her flow of blood ceased. And she sensed in her body that she was cured of her affliction. At once, Jesus realized in himself that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my robes? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing against you, and you say, Who touched me? So he was looking around to see who had done this. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came with fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. Daughter, he said to her, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be free from your affliction. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue's leader's house and said, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher any more? But when Jesus overheard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, Don't be afraid, only believe. He did not let anyone accompany him except Peter, James, and John, James's brother. They came to the leader's house, and he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead but asleep. They started laughing at him, but he put them all outside. He took the child's father, mother, and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kaum, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and said, that she should be given something to eat.